Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Bill Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Bill Iazetta. Joining us on the Five Minute Talk Show hotline on the Believe Podcast Network is a gentleman you've seen all over the place. You probably saw him in Scream, just fell in love with him, Scream 2, Scream 3. I'm telling you, I've been a fan of this guy's, whether it's stand-up comedy or my favorite movie that he's done, Malibu's Most Wanted, Mr. Jamie Kennedy. Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time. Brother, thank you for having me, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited because, you know, all the movie stuff is great, but when you're a stand-up comic at heart, like I believe you are, people are going to rush down to Gotham Comedy Club August 9th and 10th, not only because of you, but because in New York City, Chris Mazzilli, the owner of that place, probably created one of the coolest comedy clubs in New York. So it's just exciting to have you and Gotham together on the 9th and 10th. Yeah, it's it's one of the best places you can play, man. And Chris is just one of the best at it. And he, it's just the crowd, you know, I mean, it's just amazing. They come, they know who they're coming to see, what to expect. And they, it's just, it's just like a Mecca of comedy. You know what I mean? And I'm just, yeah, I just love playing it. Now you do the improv out on the West coast a lot. So when you go to New York, do you notice a difference with the climate in the country, what the audience is receptive to in New York uh, versus like Hollywood? Because you talk about audiences being polar opposites. I think those two places are as different as you can get. Um, Yeah, I would say, I would say the New York crowds are a little bit uh, tougher in a sense, not, harder but tougher just they're just you know the city is a little tenser la is a little bit more looser i mean a a new york life is a great life but it's an intense life and la life is (laughs) right am i right no you're very right just to get a sandwich in new york you're putting your life in your hands Yeah, it's a little, everything is like, what do you mean by that? You know, like, what, everybody's on edge, <laughs> edge a little bit more. You know what I mean? Where L.A. is more like, you know, they're, they, they have, they're like, okay, yeah, it's just a little looser here. Well, I was born in New York, so I like that kind of edge. And when I moved out to L.A., I was blown away because I'd seen you in Malibu's Most Wanted, and I've seen all the movies, but it is the real deal. It's a lot different out in California. The people are just a lot nicer. So when you go to New York and you're doing stand-up, because I know you as, you know, Jamie Kennedy, the the stand-up comic, no holds barred, you're not afraid of anything. What I was getting to, the climate in the country... I would be worried being a stand-up these days, especially a white male comic. Do you worry about that getting on stage, or, or are you just you don't care? You're there to do a job. You want to make people laugh. Um, I mean, not so much worried, but it is like you know, you kind of are. It definitely, people are a little bit more. Uh, can I laugh at this? And in some places, and L.A. has that, but it has it probably. But I mean, yeah, it gets a little tense at times, and it's like a comedy club is a safe space. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be the last bastion of fun, you know? And sometimes people go in there, and they're like, whoa, why'd you say that? So, yeah, it gets a little bit like that. But I mean, 
I don't know. It's just kind of where we're at right now. But yeah, is it annoying at times? Yes. Would you be able to do a show like you did on the WB years ago, like now, today, or do you think that would have gotten shut down right away? Um, these are great questions. I would say, <laughs> I would I, honestly, bro, to me, the, a show like on the WB, first of all, needs to happen now more than ever. But I would say I could do 70% of it. 70% of it. There are characters that I could not have played now that I played then. And that's, to me, weird because actors are actors and we're acting. But people would say um, appropriating a character or, you know, it would go down. I don't know the right way to describe it other than that. You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying because recently the thing with Scarlett Johansson bothered me. I mean, because all this controversy that you have to be an Asian actor to play an Asian part or you have to be a black actor to play a black part. I mean, God, it's getting crazy because the whole premise of acting is just that, that suspension of reality. So why are people worried? How do you feel about that Scar? I, I know it's about comedy, but how do you feel about that Scarlett Johansson incident? Like, where do you feel? Um, I actually did a whole rant on it, and I think it's absolutely um, bonkers. Okay, and and it's Scarlett. Uh, here, I'll give you the two minute version. Okay, so what it is is this: okay, people don't realize how the economics of Hollywood work. So Scarlett Johansson is a top 10 movie star, not female or male, just star. Okay. She's a top 10 entity. Okay. And what that means is she can green light certain types of projects economically. Okay. So in order to make a project, they need to put her in it. It will help with the, um, covering the, a hundred percent. So if you want to go with the first movie that they were mad about, Ghost in the Shell, I can understand that because that was considered whitewashing. I don't know all the facts, but I can tell you, yes, that the character was of Asian descent. So, yes, that wasn't exactly correct to use a woman who was white. But I can tell you that the economics of that movie was the reason they did that. So right. that's the first thing that people have to talk about. The second thing is her, I don't know the exact specifics of that other thing, which was a character was a female who identified as a male to something, whatever the plot of the trans, I believe it was transgender movie. I'm not exactly sure the character. Right. The bottom line is that movie is now not being made. Right. So if you're in that movement and you want that story told because you want awareness for that particular part of culture, you just flattened it because you just shamed and shut down a woman who was going to do it. So, yes, A, that movie's not going to be made with someone unknown unless it's made for $2. B, a huge star would have brought light to that situation. And C, actors act. So, no, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm so happy you said that. Jamie Kennedy joining us on the hotline. I like him even more now than I did up, before man. the call. <laughs> well, that's, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good time. I should call you every time you wake up. Gotham Comedy Club, <laughs> August 9th and 10th. Please go and check him out. I'm telling you, he is one of the few guys you can go out and see. You're going to laugh. 
He's not going to be political. He's not going to talk about who's president, who's not president, who should be president. He's a comedian. He's going to make you laugh and belly laugh at that. And Jamie, one of the things that made me belly laugh, you know, we're talking about your show on the WB and what you could do, what you couldn't do. I'm going to admit, I used to watch almost every episode of that show. And last night, I told my fiance I was having you on. She remembered you from the movies. She didn't watch the TV show. So I rewatched the thing you did with the Dolphins and Jason Taylor. And oh my God, you could not have done that today. But that was so hilarious because that was the first time in the show where I actually thought you were going to be physically hurt. Wait, which part did you, what I cannot, can I not do today? When, when you were beating up your son on the football field. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it was, why couldn't you? I mean, it was basically, I was the overzealous parent, which is a precursor to what happened. They do have parents that are little league parents and they're nuts. But yeah, I mean, that was a fun one because we did it with the dolphins and oh, yeah. I was basically a parent who won a day, like a make a wish. <laughs> and instead of my kid getting all the glory, I was like, come on, hit the pass. Let's go. Come on, little girl. And stuff like that. I mean, yeah, man, it's like humor. There's a difference between comedy and activism. And I mean, they, they just, they can coexist, but like the two, two, what I like to say is this comedians, the joke is always first. The joke is first. That's it. And everything else comes second. So if you're if you're gonna laugh, that's you have to understand that it's a joke. But other people they don't understand that philosophy, and that's where the offending part comes in. Well, and I also think a lot of the comics today, and I'm not stereotyping, you know, because I think there are a lot of great comedians. When you talk about yourself, oh, yeah. Bill Burr, Jessica Curson, I mean, just Dave Attell, great comics mm-hmm. out there today. But I think some of the younger guys are afraid to go out there and upset people. And that's the whole point of it. Because, you know, when you're out there on stage, you got to just be yourself and you got to tell the truth. And I think people are afraid to tell both sides because both sides are as stupid as the other. And I mean, it's just, it used to be funnier when guys like Carlin used to do it. Who were the guys who you admired coming up? Because I know you're a student of the game. Who are the people that you study? Um, I so agree with everything you're saying. And it, it, it is that, well, Carlin is, you know, Carlin's a goat. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he, he may be the greatest of all time. He's incredible. Um, Bill Hicks. I'll give you a few people. Uh, Bill Hicks. Yep. Insane. Um, Gary Shandling. Oh, God, do I miss that guy. Did you watch, I'm going to stop you there with Shandling. Did you watch the Gary Shandling show as a kid? Oh yeah. It was so incredible ahead of its time. Again, it wasn't like, like uh, his humor was different than Carlin, but he was just so funny, so neurotic. And so just like the, he took the simplest things and made them hilarious. Um, obviously Richard Pryor, um, you know, Eddie Murphy, uh, Joan Rivers, just Joan Rivers, who clearly Joan Rivers clearly was a, one of the pioneers of free speech. I mean, Jesus, the things she would say, and clearly they're a joke. Today, she would be canceled every week. <laughs> she That was yeah. one, when she left us, though, Jamie, that was one of those people that really hurt. It, 
was like a member of the family because, again, as a comedy nerd, I remember her on Carson. I mean, it was just, it was one of those things. And, you know, you talk about Carson, that whole generation, guys like Don Rickles, I don't think if, if he started his career today would be able to even have a career. Dude, that's scary if that's true. That is really scary, and you're and you and you're right. I remember there was this thing that Johnny Carson said. I believe he did this. I'm, I've I've never saw the app, but Jaja Gabor was on or something, and she brought a cat on, and she was petting it, and Johnny Carson was looking at her, and she goes, "Do you like my pussy?" And Johnny Carson said, "Move the cat." I mean, like that, that's what I was raised on. You know what I mean? And it's like. It's it's just nuts. You're right. I mean, if if you're telling me that Don Rickles and I have a career today, and you're pretty right, that's that's actually hindering art. That's hindering. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. And you're right. But I'm going to tell you, it's not the young comics today are they want to push it and they want to get crazy. And I think they do. But sometimes the culture, man, is like, yo, you. People will say, you can't say that. Or they'll be like, yo, man, you can't play this club. Or, yo, man, you can't play this college. And, it's, you know, so it is, there's more rules, which there shouldn't be. No, there shouldn't be. And uh, it's just such an honor to talk to you about this kind of stuff because you've seen the transition in Hollywood, how it's gone, how comedians who used to be celebrated for doing stuff differently are now, you know, trying to find work because they, they voted for somebody. So it's a, it's gotten a little crazy. But, but to me, I, I kind of blame you, Jamie, because we need something <laughs> like your TV show on the air today. I mean, we need guys like you. Where have you been the past couple of years? You could you could deliver us from this insanity that's going on. Bro, you know what? Well, uh, if you really want to go deep with it, you got to look at the you got to look at the culture of Hollywood and the people that are buying stuff. You know, I'm not going to name names, but certain networks are not even pushing the envelope all the way. They're scared of the Twitter mob. You know what I'm saying? There's some amazing things on TV, and there's some, I mean, obviously some of the greatest specials being filmed are, are out now, yes. but also there are people that are scared to do that. I mean, look, people have said this to me, why isn't your show on? And it should be, and I think people are a little scared of like, what could you do? What's, what's you know, it's, people are using the is word a lot, sexist, racist, yep. you know, everything is, if it's a joke, you know, so I don't know. Well, I, I think we need you more than ever. I'm telling you, you're one of the last guys, and you're laughing, but I'm telling you, Jamie, you could really make a difference because it has gone too far. We need someone like you to make everyone stop and laugh at themselves again. I mean, it's not crazy. People are afraid to belly laugh. And if you want to belly laugh, Gotham Comedy Club, August 8th, August 9th and 10th. Look at that transition. Check him out. If anything Jamie Kennedy, go to jamiekennedy.com. He does rant. He has a, a podcast he does sometimes. But I'm telling you, anything this guy does, it's worth checking out. And, and Jamie, the last thing I have for you, late night TV has gotten to be a crazy place. No more stand-up comics are doing late night. Aside from Netflix, where do you feel is the best avenue for a comic to break these days. It used to be Carson. It used to be Letterman. Where would a young comic today try to break? Um, Rogan. Rogan's huge. Um, you know, look, uh, uh, yeah, I would say, net, like you said, Netflix, 
I would say podcasting really helps for comics, YouTube. Um, I would say probably online more, really. I mean, you do clips, clips go viral. People hear about it, but obviously it's, it's Netflix is number one and podcasting is number one or number two. Those, those two are the best where so people really hear your unfiltered voice. Well, I think you were right with Rogan. It's amazing the power of that show. I mean, it, he, look at what he's done for Area 51. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, it's, it's amazing. Are you going to be out there in September? Um, no, but that would be one of the greatest bits ever, right? If I went out there, <laughs> so it would be a Jamie Kennedy experiment. I mean, I'm dude, he's true. You. Rogan's got 3 million people lined up and it's growing. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody wants to be on Joe. Everybody show is you know kind of like thanos you know he's at the moment and <laughs> and he sets the tone and what's great about joe is is that joe is exactly what you're saying he doesn't subscribe to the left he doesn't subscribe to the right he doesn't he subscribes to common sense oh he's you know and everyone and everyone gets a voice and that's the way it should be you know let's hear them both out but people are canceling each other or you know, this, the whole cancel culture is just toxic. Oh, it's, it's like, yeah. no, you don't, you don't just, it's not. I'm telling you, Jamie, I think we stumbled onto something. I think, I think Rogan should send you out there for the Rogan, for that whole Rogan podcast empire to cover this thing, <laughs> Area 51. Wear one of your favorite costumes out there, maybe a tinfoil hat, you know, go out there. And, <laughs> I'm telling you, you would get some great stuff. I should. I should. We That's, should the That's the pilot. That's the pilot. That's not a bad idea because I can really go undercover and yes, watch people. And hey, I'm in Vegas, so I'll help you. I'll drive you out there. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kennedy, Gotham Comedy Club, August 9th and 10th. I am telling you, check this guy out. If you're on the West Coast, it's okay. He'll be at the Hollywood Improv the 15th and the 26th. For anything Jamie Kennedy, jamiekennedy.com. Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time. I genuinely appreciate it. Dude, thank you, bro, for having me. I really appreciate it, man. Great questions. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5minutetalkshow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.